Hey y'all, how y'all doing? Welcome back to another episode of the Conversations Podcast. Listen, new episodes drop every other Wednesday. Keep up with us on our Instagram page at conversations underscore podcast. You'll know when every new episode drops and what the topic is about. Now let's get into the conversation. Welcome to another episode of the Conversations Podcast. I am joined with Ethel and Lucy, and today we are talking about aging and just how is it going for y'all? First of all, let me ask, how old are you, Ethel? How old are you, Lucy? I am 64, just turned 64 earlier this month. And I am 59, will be 60 next month. Oh, Awesome. Again, happy early birthday to you. So the reason I wanted to talk to you guys is because it just seems like you ladies have really embraced um, aging and you guys are just doing it. You're not just sitting at home. You seem to be very engaged and still exploring the world to your last breath. And I just think that's been a new trend for women now or just people in general, not just being put down because of your age, not just giving up on life. So if I could ask you guys, like, what what are your thoughts on aging? Um, this is Lucy speaking. And my thoughts on aging is that um, my philosophy is that you age whether you're doing something or standing still. So I decided that I would be active as the time clicks, as, as the clock ticks, because you can't do anything about the clock, but you can do something about your life and the quality of life. And, and I agree with that. This is Ethel. Um, I guess my thoughts on aging is that, okay, I don't have the stamina of my youth, but the mm-hmm. wisdom that I've gained up to this point, I, I still think it, 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 it levels the playing field because gosh, I look at things now and it's like, no, nah, I don't have to do that. Whereas before, I thought I had to do it. I needed to have it. And uh, so, yeah, I'm embracing the stage that I'm in. And just a question of what you just said, Ethel, what would be one thing that you feel like, oh, I had to have, I got to do this. And now you're kind of like, mm, I'm good. And, you know, it, it seems kind of, it may seem trivial uh, to you, but I used to think, oh, I mean, every summer I have to go somewhere. I have to go on vacation because, you know, I deserve this. And it would be this big mad rush and, you know, taking time on work and you rushing out. And, and now it's like, now every year I don't have to go to uh, someplace. And, it, you know, it's like it's the summertime. It's like, no, I can select an off season time to go if I choose to go anywhere it I guess the the biggest release or thing is, as I've gotten older is just because the group is doing it I don't have to do that just because everybody else is doing I don't have to do that not anymore hmm. yeah <laughs> what would you what would you say for you Lucy is there something that you feel like you had to have and you don't you don't have to have it no more Yes, I'm totally cured of it now. Um, I thought I had to have the big house, the nice cars, the the stuff that goes along with success. Oh, that and because I was widowed last year, and it has taken me over a year to pack up that stuff. 
and get rid of it, I am totally cured. <laughs> I don't need a lot of stuff. I gave most of my stuff away, and now I'm in a very, very, very small apartment, and I feel so liberated. So the stuff that I went after, I mean, multiples of this, that, and the other thing, it was hard to even give it away. And I was so shocked at how much I had accumulated and why we had purchased it in the first place. So that was my biggest thing that as I got older, I, I don't need that stuff. I'm not tied to it. And I'm like, no, don't give me anything. I don't need it. I really yeah. don't. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I have come to that conclusion as well. <laughs> it's so funny that you guys say that because it's in a society success sometimes is tied to um, what you achieve or, you know, what you can see. Um, the size tangible. of your house, the, you know, what kind of car you drive. Nah, yeah. And then there's so much pressure that women put on themselves, feeling like they have to have certain things by a certain time frame in their life. And then now y'all are like, listen, we good <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you I'm good I'm more simplistic I've learned how to say no and not to overcommit yes. and then I have also learned how to enjoy the journey yes mm. yes well listen okay but I, I have to say Miss Ethel though I still have to have those vacations <laughs> now I have the time and the money to have those vacations well, the thing about it is, like, I just, you know, at this time, you know, during the summer, I had to do this and I had to do that. And some friends and I have been talking about uh, tech, but it's like for all of us, because we're all in that same age group, it's like, we'll get there. We're going to do it. Uh, but we're waiting for a time that's convenient, you know, for all of us, because we get along. So we, we're looking forward to this. But, and the things you said about the stuff after two hurricanes in 2020 and just, it's like, why do I have this? And like you, I found multiples of items that I had bought. And yes, I, 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 I've taken them to, to just discount places, just to donate, yeah. you know, like Salvation Army or places like that and giving them the way to the guys that were helping me clean out my shed. And it was like, wow, I don't, yes. I don't need that. You know? Man, I'm telling you, I just sold that house. We were married for 21, almost 22 years, and we had the stuff. Oh, yeah. And it became a crush. It, it was weighing, weighing me down. Yeah. Looking at it, it was it was such a, a, a depressing thing because I we accumulated it in happiness, but I was getting rid of it because of the sadness after my husband passed away. But now that it's gone, I haven't looked back. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, I see the people collecting. I go to the store to get one simple thing and they're like, oh, I want this. I want that. And I was like, you go have your chance at that collection. I'm <laughs> done with it. <laughs> you go get it, girl. I'm done with it. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, I can ask you guys. At this point, with some of the wisdom that you guys have learned, do you feel as though you're living life to the fullest now? Because it sure sounds like you guys are at your prime. I feel like I'm gearing up. I'm transitioning from the burden mm -hmm. to the reward. I, I feel like I'm in transition. And uh, yes, yes, I, 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 I'm not there at the fullest yet, but I'm almost. 
Mm-hmm. I'm almost. And and you know what? Um, I don't feel that I'm there either. After uh, I was caretaker for my sister, uh, who passed in December of 2020. Mm. And uh, through that, because even though I had uh, retired early so that I could be with her uh, in 2017, still the grieving process, I I just, but I feel myself coming out of it. I've taken some, uh, some, uh, uh, I say self-help courses. I'm a financial uh, coach now which I feel that I can, and really I did that for family members and, and people that I can pour into to kind of share with them the, the trappings of debt and how not to, you know, to do those things and just, you know, steer away from it. So I'm coming into my own, but it has, um, it's a process. It's a process, but I'm getting yeah. there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, both both of you ladies have gone through something where you've lost someone. And I was talking to one of my friends not too long ago. And I was just saying, you know, sometimes I find that we as women sometimes don't allow ourselves to grieve. We're quick to, like, we'll have that moment, but then it's like, I got to take care of this, got to make funeral arrangements, do this and the other, you know, sell this, figure this out, give this to who, and just keep it pushing that, we don't allow ourselves ourselves to grieve to have that moment, no matter how long it is. Sometimes I feel as though we put a limit on, like if, if I'm grieving over a month, that's too long, or or, or whatever. Um, but it seems like you guys are giving yourself that grace to have that, and I think that's really special. Um, have y'all always been like that? And and would you guys say that that is? something very healthy for y'all that you've learned as y'all as you guys have aged well this is ethel for me i i thought that i could you know make some well you know my sister's gone and Mm -hmm. i thought but i actually i'm sitting here now in the the home that i inherited from her Mm -hmm. and i still haven't gotten all of the stuff out of the house i haven't decided whether i'm gonna move here or what i'm gonna do with it but I am taking my time to just, because there's so many happy memories here. Mm-hmm. And uh, when my nieces come over, you know, we just sit and just kind of like bask in the the good times that we've had here. So mm-hmm. I feel like there was just, I feel like I couldn't rush it. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I just, and I, and I think you do yourself and, a disservice and anybody that's connected to you, a disservice to not take the time to grieve. Right. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. going to grieve, grieving. The grieving process is going to happen. So if you mask it, it's going to break out yeah. at the darndest of times. Yeah. So I just, you know, I, I try to rush at first and I was just a, an emotional mess. And then finally, I sat back. I went when I wanted to go. I didn't if I didn't want to go, and it worked out better. And I I took the time as the whole year plus to 
when I was giving things away, I was saying goodbye. I was going through the grieving process. It wasn't just that I packed it up and threw it somewhere. Yeah. Um, I, I everybody's like, well, just have someone to come in and do it. And I said, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm going through it because they mean something. I'm saying goodbye. And a lot of people just didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or didn't want to, but that's okay. I yeah. it took me the 13, 14 months, and then now I'm sort of doing the mental closure mm-hmm. and putting it in its place, not to forget it, but to put it in its proper place in my memory bank. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, since we're talking about you know relationships, how they change, loss, and things like that, how how do relationships or how have they changed for y'all as you guys have aged, whether it be friendships, um, family relationships, um, social circles, or, you know, how, how does that change as you, as you guys have aged? Did it get smaller, Um, bigger? (laughs) This is Lucy and my social circle got smaller. It got smaller. It's a, it's a small social circle of yeah, people who really know me yes. and care about me and not those casual acquaintances where, you know, I say, oh, I got 2,000 followers. I know, no, I have about maybe 150 and half of them are my relatives. <laughs> so, you know, I'm good with that. I, and, and I agree with that. My circle has gotten smaller and I am, I don't, I don't have an, have an issue with that because the people that I am truly friends with, they know or they've seen, experienced, and still love the the good side to me and that that's not so pretty and you know. Mm-hmm. So they love I feel that they love me for me. They yeah. Love me for me. So in yeah. that respect, more, I mean less is more. Yes. It's fewer, but but they're true. And I know that if I really need them. They, you know, I can call on them and vice versa. And yes. that to me is the beauty of friendship at, at, at this stage of my life. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Listen, I'm loving it. I'm loving it, you guys. I am. <laughs> so much, so much to learn. So, you know, talk building off the relationships and things and seeing how you guys had circles have gotten smaller, um, but it's still a beautiful thing. Um, what, what is like self care like for y'all as you age? For me, Lucy speaking, um, self self care is, um, is health and wellness. Mm-hmm. And fitness so that I can enjoy this full life. And it's not really trying to be something that's on the cover of a magazine. <laughs> I'm not going to try to be them. I'm going to just be me. So if I don't feel like makeup and nails, I don't wear anything. And guess what? My head is just as high as when I do have it on. You better so, tell them. <laughs> So, you know, massages and workouts mm-hmm. and and it, it's whatever makes my my mental health and my physical health. That means eating right. That's OK. That's what I'm doing now. I'm focusing on the quality 
as opposed to the quantity. Definitely. And, and, and this is Ethel. For me, it's like, oh, I don't skip any of my annual physicals. You know, I am getting myself checked on. Uh, I am, it's like, because I want to be healthy enough to finish off my bucket list that really, if I so choose from when I was much younger in life, I want to be able to do that, it, whether it's parachuting or whatever. Yeah. But I don't want to neglect my body. So it's like, oh, I would. But it's like, no, no. So I'm checking on myself. I'm treating myself. And I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm conscious, of, more conscious of what I'm putting in to my body. Yes. Yeah. So it's like junk food. It's like, yeah, take, but oh, hold up. I'm not at the point where I'm denying myself if I want a taste of this or that, mm-hmm. but it, it's like moderation here. You don't want to get, yeah. you know, to an extreme where you're you're doing detriment to your own body. But there are some treats I feel like, okay, I deserve this. I can do this today. Yes. Yeah. So that <laughs> that that that's it. And you know, as far as there are times when I want to glam it up, and it's like it's the. The, the manicure, the pedicure, you know, the hair done, you know, change it, you know, the crochet braids or whether it's a sew-in. But that to me is all self-care because how I feel about myself. If you don't feel good about you, then you're not going to feel good about much that's around you. Right. And the people And the people around you will pick up on that as well. So, you know. That is true. That yeah. is very true. Yeah. That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know all of y'all life experiences and what you've experienced, you ladies. What is one of your greatest lessons? Greatest lessons. For me, Lucy, I uh, my greatest lesson is um, something my my dad um, told me um, quite often. Uh, when I went to, a, um, I guess, an Ivy League college, and I, it was whipping my butt. And I said, Dad, I'm going to quit because, <laughs> you know, it's just too much. And he said to me, he says, quit because you want to, not because it's hard. Do you want to, do you want to graduate from that school or not? If you do, then work hard and do it. But don't make, don't let anybody make you feel like you don't belong there. And I was like, I don't really want to quit. I'm just going to, you know, the Mississippi education just didn't quite compare to some of the other Mm -hmm. uh, students. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, when I got off the phone with him, I was like, shoot, what do they think they are? I'm going to get through this. <laughs> I don't care if the dust is flying, rocks are going. When a ref says up, they're going to say, safe, she graduated. <laughs> I don't care if it's the top of the class, but done graduated, get yeah. you that diploma. Yeah. So I came in in the middle. That's okay. Yeah. But I got that degree. And my dad said, you quit because you want to, not because you feel like you're substandard. And I was like, well, there you go. That's an awesome lesson. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think here. Um, I think one of my greatest ones, and I can remember this back from college because I felt like I compromised 
in dating a young man. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being just, it, it, it was a disaster, really. Uh, I don't know if I thought he was that cute or if I felt somewhat sorry for him, but I thought, never again. <laughs> a mercy and, day? I know, not sorry for him now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. He was just, I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. I, you, when you're in college, you're, you're just dealing with a whole bunch of emotions. I know. Yes. Been there, done that. I'm my casting stone. He's nice. Been there, done that. Oh, no, 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 no. So I learned a that was a life lesson. That was a lesson. Oh, my gosh. And so now it's like, now, now, unless there's that that witness in my spirit, unless I feel totally comfortable with it, it's that's not something that I'm going to do. Well, you know, we could be friends, just, you know, talk on the phone or what have you. But no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that was a painful. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that relationship that thing. Life? Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, was it like your first boyfriend, like a first real mm-hmm. boy? Mm-hmm. Okay, just somebody who you entertain. You know, and it was just always around. It's like, well, he's kind of nice, and you know, it's like, uh, and he had a car. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. You know, it just just being real. Oh. But that that's something I, I should not have so much as slowed down for. But uh I that I still I still learned a lesson from it. But mm mm It's like no. What was the actual lesson you learned from it? Okay, you 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 know, when you meet people they can evoke all kinds of uh different emotions. Uh-huh. And uh as far as women, we have a tendency to think, oh, you don't have many friends. Okay, you know, you could be my friend. And there may be an underlying reason there why nobody <laughs> kind of gravitates to that person. You know, we're kind of... Don't we know? know? That that mothering instinct, I think we're born with that. And, you know, we can tan-tan. It's, we're going to make it, we're going to help you make it right. And, no. So that, was that a was a project. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, went wrong. Yeah. Really, really. Wrong. Yeah. Hmm? I, I, I can dig it. I can see that's <laughs> what the wisdom brings. Yes. Yes. Because you're like, been there, done that, won't do it again. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> what is your greatest accomplishment? Wow. I'm thinking on that, Miss Ethel. I me too. I was like, go ahead. Uh, you I know, think. one of mine, and you know, I used to think was because neither of my parents, this is Ethel, by the way, neither of my parents uh, had college degrees. In fact, neither one of them uh, finished high school. My mom had to drop out to take care of her grandmother because both of her parents were deceased and her, it was her grandmother that finished raising her. And my dad was just, he was just kind of a cut up there. But um, I used to think it was graduating from college. But at the stage that I'm in now, my greatest accomplishment was, I think, the amount of love that I had for my sister and commitment to that relationship because we had a great relationship. So when I found out in 2017 that she was going to have to, that her breast cancer had come back and she was going to have to endure chemo, 
I immediately went in and told my supervisor, really literally gave him a two week notice and I'm, I'm out of here. At that point I was 58. It was kind of scary because, okay, do I really have enough money saved to live on? And uh, walk with her through this journey. Uh, nothing, I didn't lose anything. Um, you know, nothing was cut off. I, I was able to pay my bills. And that to me is, it's like, because just to be perfectly honest with you, uh, the kid growing up has displayed some selfish tendencies. And I thank God that there was enough God in me that I was like, no, we will get through this together. So that I was able to pull on the the stuff that's deep inside me and put somebody else ahead of me in a time when she really needed it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, um, Miss Ethel, I just like to say, um, I'm sorry for your loss with your sister. I had breast cancer and I'm a 13 year survivor. So when I hear about something coming out of remission, I just praise the Lord. It's like, okay, Lord, I'm good for now, you know, right. um, but, but yes. Um, and, and that, that is a great story because my, well, mine is similar to the graduating college uh, still in this day and age, we still have first person in the family yes. to graduate from yes. college. Um, but our daughters broke it real quick. My husband and I were the first ones in our family to graduate college. Mm-hmm. And um, and then our daughters opted not to go. And they are struggling for it today. But <laughs> now, now that I've gotten over the haughty totty of, oh, I graduated from an Ivy League college. And, you know, anyone who knows about it, they go, ooh, I'm over that. I don't follow the team. I don't even, you know, I go back for the reunions, but that's about it. And it's mostly just because I like where it is and it's a vacation. <laughs> but, um, but I, you know, I think this, what I'm doing right now is mm-hmm. um, I'm back home helping my sister take care of our elderly mother. She's um, 93. Awesome. And, mm. and I get such a pride with helping her every day. And, you know, just getting her to remember and things like that. And I have transitioned from, oh, look at me, I've done this, to, yeah. you know what, it's my honor to be your to, to be of service to my mom yes. and yes. my sister. I'm trying to serve everyone. I'm the one who, if somebody's sick, it's like, I'm going to be there, I'm going to help you, I'm going to do this. And, um, and my mom is where my spirit led me to. Um, when I left the, after I sold the home in Georgia and, and I moved back to Mississippi. So um, it, it's such a pleasure if my sister needs something, it's like, let me do that. Let me do that. Let me do yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, and I like being, that's what we're here for is to serve. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It's not all about, you know, me, me, what can I get? Blah, blah, blah. You know, that's, 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 that's not how, that's not, that's, I don't think that's the way God, that's not the way God designed it. Let me put it. No, no. Lucy, you keep, I I just need to know, unless it's just personal, what school did you graduate from? Oh, I I graduated from the U.S. Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Well, congratulations. But you know what? None of that. It's like the stuff that doesn't make you. It doesn't. So, 
but it's still an accomplishment and congratulations. And it wasn't easy. So, you know, I do say that it, it wasn't easy. However, um, yeah. you know, it's something that, that I did and it opened a lot of doors for other things, yeah. but that phase is over, you know, that collection phase where yeah. it took me over a year to get rid of that stuff. Yeah. But now I'm into the service and enjoying less of me and more of someone else. Yeah. And it feels good. You know, it when feels you, great. It yes. Really feels good because my sister was two years older than I was. So she went to, she went to college first. And then when I went, uh, started, she took a semester off and did co-op. So what they were paying her for co-op, it was like, whoa, we in the money now. And she got a car. And so, you know, we were able to just go to games and just, but really enjoy life and all through life. We, we, we travel. She helped me to, to get through school. She helped me to uh, get set up in my uh, apartment when I, you know, for, got my first job. So this was an opportunity for me to repay that in a manner of speaking. But it's like, you helped me. Now it's my time to help you. Yes. And it, yeah. it, it, it was an awesome feeling. And, and, and it also gave us, even though we were still, we were close and always have been, there was that additional bonding time. Yes. Yeah. So it, it was good. It was good. Now, this just me, you know, listening to y'all communicating about the aging. I just see it as though it's like validation for y'all, like that need for validation is gone now. Like you had stuff that you collected in life for trophies for your accomplishments. Maybe it's the house, the car, or, you know, this or, or that. And now you guys seem like, uh, I'm good with that. I've had the experience and that's all I need. And I don't need anybody to validate that for me. You, that, this is Ethel, not another plaque. Yes. Another certificate. No, no. No, you're right. <laughs> Because I have a stack of them now yeah. that I brought from the house. And I actually was throwing them in the trash. And my neighbor said, no, don't do that. You you worked hard for those. <laughs> yes. And I was like, okay, they'll just go in the trash in Mississippi as opposed <laughs> to one in Georgia. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, what about people's opinions? What about being validated by those? <laughs> <laughs> what opinion? Really? Uh, really, this is this is Lucy. I'm just telling you. Everyone, just like we have eyes to see, um, we have an opinion. And yes, I will listen to your opinion if you're presenting it in a way that's not threatening or whatever. But we all have our opinions. And in the end, I'll go, okay, I'm glad that works for you. And then I'm on to the next. Now, if you're sharing knowledge, that's one thing. But if you're trying to convince me to do something that's just not something that I'm interested in in my phase of life, I will be nice and listen, <laughs> depending on how long it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll say, okay, and I'll go about and do my own. No, no. I think when I hit 30 and 40, I had pretty much transitioned into, I don't care. I'm grown now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, think, I think 40 was when I said, you know what? I'm fully grown. <laughs> Forget that stuff. I'm not trying to sway you. Don't try to sway me. And, you know, it's like my, uh, one of my sayings now is, okay, then let's agree to disagree. Yes. Uh, if that's how you feel, that's good. 
But unless it's something that I'm in agreement with you on, why should I participate in this? Right. So it's like, mm-mm, mm-mm. And I've noticed that the older I get, the more rigid I am. It's like, nah, nah, that's not me. You go ahead. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. But, no. <laughs> And my favorite thing now is, oh, nothing good can come out of that. Okay. All right. Nothing good can come out of that. I'll see you tomorrow or yeah. next time or whatever. You go ahead. There's nothing good that can come out of that one. But I guess you have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. The wisdom of, you know, time, experiences. Experiences, definitely. And then you just, it's, there are things at certain ages that, um, you know, you have a tendency to be more active in and participate in. And uh, at, at one point, I, I really, I really thought I could change the world <laughs> in a major way. Okay. <laughs> the older I get, it's like, yes, I can help to change, but uh, it, it'll, it'll be more of a one-on-one than just some yes. sweeping. Yeah, that's thing. what I said. I said, I it's one-on-one. That big, let's, yeah, that stuff, I'm leaving it for the young folks if they even care about it. But uh, for me, yeah, one-on-one, that's where my influence is. Yes, definitely. <laughs> what you'll, do get you- you'll get that well, now that you guys say you're changing, you know, not the whole world, but one-on-one, what is one thing that you do see younger women that that they seem to be honed in or are doing, and you're just like, man, you guys, you guys will get it someday. That, it's not that big, believe oh, me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Shall I start? I'm going to say yes. two of them. Okay. The relationship with these no good guys and oh. then their physical health. <laughs> okay. You know, chasing after these guys that don't help with any any quality of life. And then the fact that they're neglecting their health. I mean, I'm seeing, I'm noticing that a lot of people much younger than I, I'm like, oh my goodness, if you're like that now. Yeah. Wait until the body slows down. Yes. And, you know, self-care and then caring enough about yourself that you will not put up with settling. Yeah. It's like the self-esteem is is so low. I I I don't really understand that part about yeah. it. Yes. Now I've never been there though. Yeah, but uh, but for for the younger generation, it's like especially the ladies. Yes, the ladies. Like, that's what I'm talking about. You 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 put up with this, and you know, you know, so that I that part I don't understand. And another part to me is, um, and I'm you know I'm 64, but another part to me is the 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 way that the young ladies dress and present themselves. Um, yes. That, Pajamas, kinda... house shoes, their hair, the sleep rag. Yeah. Um, just <laughs> as if it's normal out, outerwear. Yes. And the what? The the lack of fitting uh, to where it complements your body. Yes. Or holds a, just, a, just a tidbit of uh, 
Modesty? Yes. <laughs> what? Y'all don't like it when we put it out there like that? You know? no. Here's my statement. This is Lucy speaking. I don't want to see your butt in every shape, form, or fashion <laughs> down from your waist. And your t- I don't, and I don't think anyone does. Just because you can fit in it doesn't mean you need to wear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> and it's just not a good presentation. Um, if you're working hard and I mean, there's, there's not, I know the standard of what's normal has slid, has slid some left or right or something. But I think that if you hold up a mirror, say in five years, and you look at that and you go, oh, my goodness, what the world. And that was how I made decisions as a younger person. I was like, you know what? Would I still want to look like this in like five years? And I actually said my test was my mama. If my mom looked at me, would she say, girl, what is wrong with you? <laughs> then I would, you know, and, and that's that's the respect for my mom and also the fact that she cares for me. So I respected her. Thought, right. But, you know, I I don't think that a lot of the women, the younger women today are going to get what they want being the way they are right now. I think they're going to look back and be in the same spot or worse in, say, five to 10 years. And regret it. You know, that's. And regret it. Yes. Could have, would have, should have. Yeah. My, and I was just going to say, my biggest regret. Um, mm-hmm. growing uh, as I aged was that I focused so much on career that I didn't, you know, I had, I wanted to have as many kids as my mom. Let me just tell you, she had 14. Okay. Oh my God. So yeah. our, my, our children were adopted. We adopted them when we were in our late thirties. Cause I was like, Oh my goodness, my TikTok, you know, and stuff. So my oh. biggest regret was that I didn't have the children younger really yes <laughs> you know but, it's, 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 okay go ahead go ahead but you know like I said but it wasn't when I look back I was like oh my goodness I was a chicken head back then I don't know <laughs> but you know it's interesting you say that because like I, I stated earlier my grandmother ended up finished raising my mom from her um uh, I think she was 13 when her when her last parent died. So uh, but she had 14 kids. And I remember for her 80th birthday, oh, they came home. We had this big party. It was all this food. And from a little kid's like, I want to have 14. Oh, no way, no way. It was like that was a child's dream that I quickly woke up from. Of course, uh, I did think that I would at least have two, but it just it just did not work out. Yeah, I, I was bit, working for the stuff. Bit of that was um, I didn't have the best examples uh, growing up with, you know, of uh, 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 the real father figure, uh, a good father figure, I should say. So I was very suspicious. So just moved slowly and uh, didn't happen. So now I I dote on my nieces and nephews and and great nieces and cousins and you know so uh that's just that's the way it is the other thing one other thing i want to say is i used to say oh you need to have children we 
actually we was this was just kind of taught to us. Oh, you because you when you get older, you need somebody to take care of you. <laughs> that is not well. This new generation said so they are they're not, not going to take that. care of you. That's right. <laughs> this new generation is not going to, you know, and, and so you know, I did. We did get the children. Mm-hmm. So my biggest, you know, regret was that I didn't have children younger. But now, then, my biggest regret was that I don't. I must. We must not have been good parents because because they are really 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 struggling making these um you know life decisions that impact their whole future yeah and so you know they're you know 31 and 26 and they made decisions in their uh low 20s and now you know we're saying hey you know you probably don't want to do that you know (laughs) and then now Oh, mom, mom, mom. And I'm like, um, hmm, well, you reap what you sow. And yes, I've helped you. I've helped you. But right now, I need for you to help yourself before yes. I can help you again. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> uh, I want to ask y'all this. It seemed like both of you were very focused on your careers. And it seemed as though you guys had careers um, if you don't mind me asking, what what career field were y'all in? And if you don't want to say, y'all can say no. Um, but this is Lucy again. Um, I actually um from from high school, I did not go straight to college. I went into the Air Force. That mm-hmm. was good. But then while I was there, I decided I did want college. So that's how I ended up the Air Force at the Air Force Academy. Ended up getting my master's as well. Um so, but then, you know, I was, I was, I stayed in the Air Force for 20 years and then I was recruited as an engineer. So, mm-hmm. air, you know, Air Force officer and then an engineer. And then once I retired from that, I become a, became a consultant. So that's what I still dabble in right now. Mm-hmm. And yes, they were careers, not just jobs. Yeah, I uh, was fortunate enough. This is Ethel that uh, I hired in, I graduated in May. And by the end of uh, June, I had uh, interviewed and accepted a position as a chemist. And I stayed with that company, even though it changed names through the years, but for 36 and a half years. That's because most people now do not stay at their job that long. (laughs) Well, see, first of all, it's a job. (laughs) and when you have promotion opportunities as a career and you're vested and you you know you learn investments and you know your retirement and stuff like that that's a career like Mm Miss Ethel described yeah and I think a lot of young folks nowadays they just have a job and that's why they jump 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 yeah and and uh I, I was fortunate enough that going in uh, the supervisor sat me down. There were, and it really went into detail on the benefits and mm-hmm. 401k plan. And you need to start doing this early. And in fact, because uh, I, I was able to share some of this information with my sister, where she had, they, uh, the people that she had talked to, uh, oh, you know, they had dissuaded her. Then she started, and it, it really, you know. Early on, you think, oh, this won't doesn't mean anything. 
But if you're going to be there any length of time, it really makes a big difference. I mm-hmm. Had I not uh, taken that advice and started saving early and, uh, you know, getting money, putting setting money aside that was matched, I don't think I could have pulled the plug as suddenly as I did to when I, you know, when I needed to uh, help my sister out. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was, I, I, I was able mm-hmm. to travel. I learned so much because I, the only place I'd ever lived was in Mississippi. And I hired in into Oklahoma, got to travel all over the United States, uh, several different, several states in the United States. So it was, it was, yeah, mm-hmm. that was my career. That was my yeah. career. Did y'all find yeah. a work-life balance? Um, later on. With your face. <laughs> this is Lucy. I mean, come on, think of it. I just said, you know, I didn't have kids yes. earlier. And uh, later on, I found the work-life balance. Uh, this is Ethel. For me, I... Um, Starting out, it was it was so much stuff was new to me uh, because I hired in as a chemist with the petroleum industry mm-hmm. and just learning the, the the job structure, what was expected. And the other thing was my dad, I always said, well, you could always come back home. But I knew that once I left, the challenge was, could I pay my own bills? And I never wanted to be in a position where I had to come back home if I can yeah. help it. So I was, you know, I showed up to work on time. Uh, if it was, if I needed to go to a different location to train or whatever, I did all of that. So yeah, I was focused because it's like, you're not going to fire me. I'm not going to give you cause to fire me because I'm not going home. That to me looked like failure and I was not going to fail. Oh, mm. so Ethel, where do you live now? Actually, I currently live in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Okay. Okay. Um, that's I'm, from, I'm from Mississippi. Okay. And my first job was in Oklahoma, which took me, oh, I think it was 750 miles away from mm-hmm. everybody. So I had to learn all new people. And, uh, but I still am friends with some people that live there, you know, now, but it was, probably my greatest learning experience I bet and see see for me I left home right after high school and went into the air force in Great Falls Montana wow with with the military (laughs) that was a shock but let me tell you with the military experience not only you know relocating with the military and coming in contact with all sorts of diverse people. Yes. Um, Once I left the military and went into um, engineering, I traveled with my job as well. And just to hear, you know, all of the ideas and to cross talk with people. And we are just like Maya Angelou said, we are more alike than we are unalike. And to, to, to get their input on things. And that's what keeps me doing the consulting right now is that I, where like um, next week I'm going to Texas and, you know, Illinois, I've gone, you know, all over the place, even into Canada. And I missed those Canada trips when COVID hit, mm-hmm. but 
I mean, it just opens up your mind. And for uh, people that, it, and so it was really hard for me to come back to Mississippi after 40 something years. Yeah. But my family is here. Yeah. Not that I, my, I may not stay, but while my mom is living and I'm helping her get through, mm-hmm. then I'm here and I'm taking Mississippi for the good, the bad, and the quite ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I understand. I understand. Well, what are some hobbies and some interests or things that you, new adventures that you guys are taking on as you guys are aging? Oh, this is Lucy. I go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have started traveling. Um, um, last, let me see when was it? Um, it was December. It was a cruise that went from December to like January. And I had, I saw this cruise and I said, I want to go. But it was very difficult for me to find Hold a on. roommate. Miss Lucy. Yes. Say that, say that last part. It was a cruise that what now? Tell me again. There was, I had there a, was a cruise. In. I'm sorry. There was a cruise that, that um, I saw that I wanted to go on. It was a Christian based cruise. Uh-huh. And I had a knew who said they would be interested but then when it was time to book of course you know they fell out and so I was traveling somewhere and I was sitting in the airport at a layover and and my spirit said hey just call the cruise line and see what they have to offer and so I called the cruise line and I said how do you how does a single person travel without having to pay double for the room and they said there's this lady that's been calling asking the same thing are you willing to match up with her and I said yes and she said yes. And so we called and talked and Zoomed and we booked the, the, the cruise that evening. And we have gone on another cruise together and oh. we have another cruise scheduled. So in you August. a travel buddy. Just- uh, yes. And then we're scheduling now. We're in the process of scheduling 2023 because I've always wanted to go to Israel. And she wants to go to Dubai and we're like, okay, Israel first, then Dubai. What else do you want? (laughs) So I have, you know, and people have said, you broomed with a total stranger. And I said, yes, I did. I said, but we, we, we talked on the phone a lot and then we zoomed so we could match with the face, you know, be a catfish or something. And we Mm -hmm. have, we became fast friends and she is my travel buddy. She's in California. Right now I'm in Mississippi. And we, you know, we talk about three days a week. Uh And, you know, yeah. So that's my travel buddy. So you didn't miss out on any adventure. You like I'm out there leisurely (laughs) traveling because you travel for work. Right. So this is just your leisurely travel. Now, yeah, there's the work travel that I, you know, I will do things there. Like I, I'm not going to, sometimes I'll add an extra time to like when I was in Utah in October, I added a ski day and, oh. you know, stuff like that. I'll add a day into it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So, so we went on the cruise that went December, January, and then we went on another cruise in April. <laughs> and then now we're going another one this, but this time it's in Europe. Awesome. Uh, we're we're going to sail from Copenhagen in August. Awesome. Awesome. You are really just jumping out there. You go ahead. <laughs> oh, plus, plus my hobby is gardening and f- physical fitness. 
Okay. 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 Well, mine is much calmer than that. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, like I, I mentioned earlier, I, I did the some coursework and now I'm a certified um, financial coach, not a planner, but a coach. Okay. Because I really think that debt is bondage. Yes. Especially to the African-American, anybody, but especially African-Americans. It's like, y'all, let's just be who you are. But the other thing that I've become involved with because education, and I still feel that education is a key. If you cannot read, if you can't comprehend, if you can't count money, then you're doomed to some of the lowest paying jobs out there. Uh, I was asked uh, to be a a board member for a charter school that um, my pastor and his wife are establishing. And the things that I've learned, uh, the statistics, number one, on how the the schools in the predominantly black areas, just DNF schools. So how can we qualify on that level, you know? Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm putting a lot of in, uh, study into that because there's so much that you, from the, the areas, uh, m- my area of work, this this was not my expertise, but we're having to learn, we're having to, we'll have to sit through a state board exam, I mean, you know, exam or interview, interview is the word I should use. So that's where I am now, little steps, uh, working in my church in the media ministry, which to me is quite fascinating. Uh, I do plan before I die to own a TV station. Okay. Yeah, it's it's that because what you hear, you know, when you think in terms of radio, TV, social media, hearing it, reading it over and over again, you begin to believe this stuff. But unless, unless or until we own something where we can, put the narrative that we want out there it's going to be somebody else is going to control it so that's that's kind of where i'm headed and then to travel i also want to you know one part of my bucket list was to fly a plane so all righty i know still dreaming big and i'm not saying that you know you know it's still on the list it's still on the list i i love that i love that what would you say is the biggest misconception on aging? That you're old. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're old and dried up and you can't walk or do anything. And, um, you know, I, I but age, aging is what you make of it. And I think it's mostly in the mind. A bit in the body, but definitely in the mind. So, and, and then the other thing to me is people are like, oh, well, you wouldn't be interested in that. How would you know? You know, just because I am, uh, when you say retired, people think, oh, she's ancient. Not necessarily. I, I don't. I don't think that the age that I'm at is ancient, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that you know. I, I want to just. It's like okay, I've enjoyed all the life that I want to enjoy. No, that's not it. There are other things that I still want to do that that I feel would bring enjoyment to me. So it's like, don't count me out. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love that. Don't count me out. Still mm-hmm. here, still yeah. going. Yeah, it's not over. <laughs> it's not over. It's it not might over. be a different chapter, but the book yes. is not closed. That's right. That's right. <laughs> if you could tell your younger self something, what would be one thing that you would tell her? It's going to be okay. <laughs> Don't sweat the small stuff. It, Lucy, young Lucy, it's going to be okay. Trust your instinct. That's what God gave you. Mm. For me, for Ethel, a young Ethel, uh, my I majored in chemistry, and I really wanted to go to medical school. When I didn't get in immediately before I accepted that job, because. You know, I, I I went to school on a shoestring. It was like the budget was really, really tight, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, I'd probably tell myself, uh, now, just don't don't settle for the first good job that you, you get. But I thought I'd work a year and then reapply. I did reapply, but I didn't get in that year even though they did call me the first year as soon as I had plumped down all the money for an apartment and deposits and what have you. So I may have cheated myself somewhat with that. The other thing was I left home, but I did it, but I did it afraid, y'all. I was so nervous. I was scared, but I did it. And but there were some other things that I didn't do, like snow skiing, you know, when I was in Colorado and, the, you know, the company had paid for me to go there for a while. There, I, I, I tell myself, it's like, go for it. Don't hold back. Don't wait. So I'd be more adventurous than I was. Well, Miss Ethel, you can have some of my adventure because the one thing I'm trying to do is do a tandem jump. I do the zip lines, I rock slide, I <laughs> jump off cliffs, I, you know, and I, not that I'm not afraid. You said it right. Do it afraid. Do it afraid. Now, because of my, Myers. I am definitely into safety procedures and protocols and all that. But once that's all in place, it's like, okay, I'm I'm gonna do this. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, ladies, I just wanna say I have enjoyed our conversation tonight. I just love um how aging has been for y'all and you guys, you ladies sharing your experience and how it is, the lessons that you've learned, the things, the wisdom that you gained, um, things that you would take back and just what's important to you now? And I just think this is just so special because aging is not the same no more. It's better. And I think that's one thing that you said is don't count yourself out. And so Mm -hmm. I feel so honored that y'all took the time to be on this podcast with me. So it may not have been on your bucket list, but you can mark out you was on the podcast. (laughs) So I'm just... I'm just so honored. And I just want to tell you, ladies, thank you so much for being a part. Thanks thank for, you for having us. <laughs> thank you for joining us on this episode on the Conversations Podcast. 
rate us let us know how we're doing what we need to improve on we want to hear from you don't forget a new episode drops every other wednesday